Last week, we told you we'd be taking a hiatus on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. That was a lie because we've got a spectacular guest that's popped up on our radar, and we'll bring that conversation to you in just a moment. Nick Farrell here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We're brought to you, as always, by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, yourwvlawfirm.com. To my left is Ryan Decker, who's just had the opportunity to chat with one of the most esteemed journalists in Major League Baseball history, yeah. arguably, Dex, yes. can you tell us about what we're about to listen to? Big opportunity here for the Golden Blue Nation podcast, I think. Uh, big get by me <laughs> to toot my own horn. W- way to go, Dex. Yes. Good work, buddy. Of course. <laughs> uh, Tim Kirchin of ESPN, who's going into the Baseball Hall of Fame this summer. He is the uh, recipient of the 2022 BBWAA Career Excellence Award. Uh, he's been covering the sport since the early 80s, and he's bounced around, and he's been with ESPN for forever now. Anyone who's watched baseball, Every last 20 years, has probably seen him on ESPN. Uh, kind enough to join us about Alec Manoa. Yes, yeah, so why are we talking to Tim Kirchin? Well, because one of our own, former Mountaineer Alec Manoa, is off to another fantastic start this season for the Toronto Blue Jays on the mound. Off to a fantastic start. And one thing that really kind of, I guess, got the ball rolling on this, and we'll talk about this in the interview, was that last week, Tim Kirchin said Alec Manoa would get his vote for the AL Cy Young Award wow. if the season ended last Wednesday. Wow. Obviously, got a little bit roughed up against the Yankees last week, but that's okay. Back out on the mound tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. Can't can't be perfect. And uh, I think you had a story last week or two weeks ago about a record that Manoa set with the Toronto Blue Jays. A really impressive record, one that beats Roger Clemens, who previously owned the franchise record of 17 consecutive starts of going at least five innings on the mound and allowing three or fewer earned runs. I mean, that's going through the AL East, which he is, and really just not getting roughed up for over a year, essentially, is what it was, because that bled into last uh, last August, I believe. So, I mean, a really impressive streak there by Alec Manoa. Yeah, top stuff from Manoa, who's in his second season as a major league starter, but you already know that set the single-season record for strikeouts in his final season at WVU, helping the Mountaineers reach the Big 12 championship in 2019 and then host an NCAA regional for the first time in more than five decades. So we're going to get to that conversation with Tim Kirchin and Ryan Decker here in just a sec, but Deck, I want you to give us one more teaser here. When you finished the interview with Kirchin, you came into my office and said, what? Alec Manoa is going into Cooperstown. He's a <laughs> Hall of Famer. I'm convinced. <laughs> All right. So big prediction there from Deck. Maybe Tim Kirchin feels the same way, too. Let's get to that interview here in just a moment after a quick word from our sponsors. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano. West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Honored to be joined by longtime Major League Baseball reporter and the 2022 BBWA Career Excellence Award winner. He will be inducted into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame this summer. It's the one and only Tim Kirkjian from ESPN. Tim, thanks so much for joining me on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. My pleasure, Ryan. 
So Tim, as you know, we wanted to have you on today to talk baseball, but specifically wanted to get you on the podcast to talk about the great season that former West Virginia University pitcher Alec Manoa is having this season with Toronto Blue Jays. He's one of the front runners for the AL Cy Young Award. But Tim, in your estimation, and, and I guess in the estimation of people you talk with around the league, what makes Alec Manoa such an effective pitcher when he's out there on the mound? Well, he's really big. He's, you know, 6'6", 260. Sparky Anderson, former manager of the Tigers and Reds, used to tell me there's nothing like a big pitcher. And you're not going to get much bigger than Alex Manoa. And, of course, he throws really hard. He has really good stuff. You put that together, and he's pretty intimidating also. What I also love about him is he... He doesn't look like a pitcher out there. He looks like kind of like a designated hitter. He looks like a backup catcher. He, he wears a number, number six, that a position player would wear. And he kind of carries himself like a position player. And I think that's part of his success. I think people, you know, people look at him, hitters look at him and go, this guy doesn't look like a pitcher to me. And therefore he's a little bit harder to time up and, and to hit. So I think there are so many good things about him, but mostly it's his intimidating form and his tremendous stuff. And he has had a great, great year. I heard you make that position player comparison last week on a podcast you were on, and I thought that was really interesting because you're right. He, he does wear a number, number six, that a lot of pitchers don't wear, and and the build of him certainly isn't your prototypical pitcher. He looks a lot different than a Clayton Kershaw or Max Scherzer. And so I, 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 that was really interesting to me to hear that comparison. And I mean, do any other pitchers kind of come to mind that really have that position player type build to them? And have they had the success that Alec is having so far? Well, there have been some pitchers who have worn some unusual numbers and don't look like a pitcher. You know, B- Billy Wagner, for instance, was five foot ten, maybe five foot nine, and he he didn't look like a position player. I mean, he didn't look like a pitcher to me. But every hitter will tell you that guy was a great pitcher. Uh, I remember there was a kid named Tim Collins who pitched in the World Series a few years ago with the with the Royals. He was five six and he pitched in the World Series at that height and he told me routinely people would mistake him they would say you can't be a baseball player and he goes well yes I I actually am I'm a pitcher and they said no you can't be a pitcher looking like that you have to be a a second baseman so that's kind of part of the of the lure of certain pitchers along the way is they can confuse a hitter because they're just not used to seeing somebody that big or looking like that the other thing about Alec Manoa which I've been told is that you know some pitchers are just so finicky on game days you're not allowed to talk to him you got to leave him alone in between innings and that's not the way he is he's like a position player bouncing around the dugout and slapping five with his teammates instead of sitting in a corner like some starting pitchers do and I think that's part of the reason that he's been so good 
Yeah, Toronto calls it, I think, the barrio, that, that just section of the, the dugout in the clubhouse that just everyone kind of comes together. And, and you're right, he, he's not like a lot of starting pitchers. But one thing that always strikes me about Manoa as well, and I, I'd like to know if you agree with this or not, uh, it feels like Manoa really knows his limitations. It, knows, it seems like he's got a pretty good understanding of when to go for that big pitch strikeout or when to just let his defense work for him. Do you kind of get that sense as well from him? Yeah, he he's not just a big, strong, hard-throwing, overpowering pitcher. It is clear he understands exactly what he's doing out there, which is half the battle. We have a lot of young pitchers who throw really hard, who frankly aren't sure what to do with their stuff. They're not very good at locating it. They don't think their way through it particularly well. But he is clearly a thinking man's pitcher. And that's, you know, one reason why, you know, we're, we're two years into his career. And, you know, he's he's had some amazing numbers. He's 17 and four lifetime with a 271 ERA. And, you know, I know we don't pay attention to wins and losses anymore, even though I do. And if you won, if you made 21 decisions in your career and you have 17 wins, that, that to me at least shows that you recognize now's the time I have to make a really big pitch. Now's the time I have to do something to win this game or to not lose this game. So, I'm certainly paying attention to his one-loss record because I think that matters. ESPN's Tim Kirkchen joining us on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We mentioned the AL Cy Young Award race. It looks like it should be a very tight race this year between a number of pitchers. And as of right now, Alec Manoa is certainly in the middle of that. But Tim, I heard you on the Baseball Tonight podcast with Buster Olney last week, and you said that Manoa would get your vote for the award, I guess, if the season ended last Wednesday. So if you can kind of explain Manoa's case, you went into it there a little bit, explain Manoa's case for the award and why you specifically would vote for him this year. Well, things might have changed a little bit in the last week, but I would still be comfortable voting for a guy who's 8-2 and two with a 2.00 ERA. He's pitched 81 innings. He's given up 61 hits. He's got a whip under 1, 0.94, and he's got 15 walks and 73 strikeouts. Those are pretty impressive numbers for Manoa. The problem for him is we have two other pitchers at least – who are having spectacular season. Martin Perez, out of nowhere, has a 196 ERA for the Rangers. And, you know, he's got 71 strikeouts and 21 walks, and he's been tremendous. And Shane McClanahan of the Rays might have the best year. He's got a 181 ERA. He's got a 085 whip. He's got 113 strikeouts in 84 and a third. So, you can make a case that all three of those guys are right there for the Cy Young, but I could still be, I could still be comfortable voting for Manoa, given the innings pitched, given the one loss record, given a whip under one, and he's got, you know, he's got all the numbers that suggest he could win it. But the beauty of this award, as like the MVP and everything else, it literally changes every week. One bad start can push a guy out. One tremendous start can push a guy in. So this. This, this needs to be examined weekly until we get to the voting in October. Definitely so. Definitely so. And you kind of alluded to it there. Manoa did get a little bit roughed up last week in his start against the Yankees, but he's back out on the mound on Friday against Milwaukee, so hopefully he can kind of rebound from that performance against the Yankees. Tim, with the Cy Young voting, how important will it be maybe for Manoa's case for not only him to perform well, 
but for the Blue Jays as a whole to perform well and stay in that AL wildcard race, because it looks like the Yankees are pretty much going to have the division wrapped up here, maybe by the All-Star break. But the, staying in that playoff hunt, how big will that be for Manoa? Well, I think it's important. Now, most people will tell you, and quite accurately, that Cy Young and the Rookie of the Year are definitely individual awards and not a team award like I believe the MVP is. If you have a fabulous season and carry your team into the playoffs as a, an everyday player, you're going to get extra credit points from me because you played on a winning team and you helped your team make it to the playoffs. But I... I still think that the Cy Young is is a little bit more than an individual award. If the games you are pitching are really important games and they are helping your team not only win but make the playoffs, I'm, I'm going to give you extra credit points for that also. That doesn't mean if you're on a last place team and you have the best season, I won't vote for you. Absolutely not. Best pitcher is going to get my vote for the for the Cy Young, no matter what team he's on. However, if he's on a team, he's pitching huge games, he's dragging his team into the playoffs. Uh, I think that's a pretty important part of this. So, if the Blue Jays stay in it, like you know, uh, the, the Rays are going to stay in it. You know, I, I'm going to look at pitchers from winning teams first and see where where we are. Well, and certainly, I guess it helps his case that he's in such a good division in the American League East, but also that, you know, with the Yankees, the way they've been hitting and the way that, you know, the, the Rays have been successful for so many years now and the Red Sox are always in it as well. It's, he'll get a lot of challenges, but a lot of good opportunities to really bolster his case, won't he? Yes, and and I I factor that in also. What is the level of competition that you are facing? A couple of years ago, Trevor Bauer had a fabulous year, won the Cy Young, and deserved to win it. But the, the the teams he was facing just were not of the same caliber, let's say, that Al Manoa is facing. You're facing that Red Sox lineup and that Yankee lineup uh, every day, uh, you know, all the time. And you've got to deal with the Rays, who somehow scratch out runs against anyone. I factor that in the division in which he plays. It might be the best division in baseball. So, sure, you have to factor that in also when you're making your Cy Young pick. ESPN's Tim Kirkjian joining me on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Tim, Alec Manoa, we, we, we mentioned this so far. He's had a really impressive start to his career. You, you've obviously covered this sport for a long time. The start that he's having to his career, does it remind you of anyone else that you've seen just from a you know a starting pitcher that does have a really good win-loss record but is also keeping his ERA down? Does that remind you? Is there a good comparison for him so far? Well, there are so many pitchers in baseball history and ones that I've covered that have gotten off to a similar start. I mean, Clayton Kershaw, this is the best pitcher of this generation, got off to an unbelievable start. And so did many others, including Mark Fidrich, who I walked watched in the 70s and he's not out but no when it comes to build but you know when it comes to presence and charisma and everything else there was nobody like mark fidrich but again this is always the key with this uh you know dwight gooden got off to one of the great starts i've ever seen and then things started to pile up injuries and other things. And that's going to be Alec Manoa's um, real challenge here. Like every other young pitcher in the game, how do I stay healthy? How do I keep going out there? Because so many of our pitchers get hurt today. I mean, look at Steven Strasburg, who came out of college as one of the most 
you know, uh, ballyhooed pitchers we've seen in forever. He struck out 14 and, and walked none in his major league debut. No one's ever done that before. And he got off to the same start that Alec Manoa did, and he's been hurt an awful lot since. So as you look forward for Manoa, he's just got to say, all right, I got to keep this up, but mostly I have to keep going out there because health is so, so important, especially for a pitcher. I, I was poking around on Alex. uh, uh, baseball reference page the other day and, and of course it's never too early to start looking at uh, hall of fame credentials and things like that i'm kind of kidding there uh but w- one thing that that struck me on, on his uh, baseball reference page was his similarity score most closely matched up with tim hudson through his age 23 season do, do you kind of see that comparison there at all i was curious about that yeah tim tim hudson of course is probably giving up 100 pounds to alec manoa but it was the same idea, bulldog attitude, tough guy. Um, Tim Hudson once gave up two runs in the first inning in a really big game against the the, uh, the Mariners. And he screamed to the entire dugout, um, just, just give me three runs because I'm not giving up any more runs in this game. That's it. And the, the A's came back and scored three runs, and Tim Hudson won the game three to two, just like he predicted. So that, that's where the bulldog in Tim Hudson comes in, and you know he kept up his greatness for a long time. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he's in that discussion. And if Alec Manoa can end up with a career like Tim Hudson, he should be very proud. And, and that bulldog mentality that you mentioned that. Sometimes that can be a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing that you're always fiery, you're always competitive, but sometimes that we've seen that can get the best of pitchers or just any athlete. Uh, I, I guess from what you've seen, what you've heard around the league, does it feel like Alec Manoa has a pretty good contain on that bulldog mentality? Yeah, he does. He, he doesn't seem to ever panic in any situation, which is a really impressive trait for someone as young as him. And, you know, for, you know, some of the starts he's made, like right out of the box in his major league career against the Yankees and some highly charged situations to, you know, to not be overwhelmed by that, to not be intimidated, I think speaks directly to who this kid is. And I think that bodes well for where he's going forward because he's already been tested in some pressurized situations so far, and he has really come through. You you just mentioned kind of Alec Manoa going forward. Not to put you on the spot here, Tim, but based on what we've seen from Manoa thus far, all your knowledge of the game, what kind of career can Mountaineer fans and hopefully Blue Jay fans as well expect out of the big right-hander? Well, I think he's going to be really good for a long time. And the stuff is there, the competitive nature is there, and the size is there. Now, when you're that big, you have to be careful, of course, not to get any bigger. But I always go back to C.C. Sabathia, who was a really big band, 6'7", you know, 260, whatever he weighed. And he lost a lot of weight one year and didn't pitch very well. And he said, I think I pitch better when I'm bigger. So the key will be with Manoa is to keep that body tuned best he can it's a real advantage for him now being that big and that strong and he needs to stay in that sort of shape as he moves forward but knowing your own body is really important and you know it's just impossible to predict with a pitcher anymore because of injuries and everything else but there's no reason to think this guy won't be a really good pitcher for a long time 
ESPN's Tim Kirkjian joining us on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. And Tim, before we let you go, I did want to ask you about Orioles pitcher John Means. Uh, of course, he's out for the year with Tommy John surgery, but uh, he's a former WVU pitcher as well. And, and I know you you know that organization very well. Uh, I guess what's kind of the hope moving forward with Means? I'm, I'm sure the hope is for him to get healthy once again, but best you can tell, what's kind of the hope for Means maybe moving forward after he gets back on the mound? Yeah, he's got to get healthy first because he was the best pitcher on their team, one of the best change-ups in baseball, threw a no-hitter, of course. And I I think they need to build around him long-term, but they can't do that by rushing him back at any point. Because he's still relatively young, they need to make sure they get him healthy and then once he's completely healthy, which sometimes takes two years after Tommy John, not one, then they can build that staff around him because he has such an understanding of how to pitch, especially with that changeup. So uh, I stress all the time, especially with young pitchers, anyone who gets hurt, wait, wait, wait until you're ready to come back because it's a major injury. And even though they know how to fix that elbow, you always got to be careful. And that's what they need to do with John Means. Hopefully so. As an Orioles fan specifically, hopefully they can get him right and hopefully build around him. But Tim, thank you so much for spending some time with me here. Definitely appreciate you joining us on the Golden Blue Nation podcast and sharing your insight on Alec Manoa's career. And of course, congratulations on the Career Excellence Award. Certainly well-deserved for you, Tim. Well, thank you, Ryan. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Tim. Wow, that's that's great stuff, Deck, with ESPN's esteemed baseball reporter, Tim Kirkjian. Uh First, how do you know? Like, how did you make this happen? How do you know Tim Kirkjian? So, so a little bit of, you know, just keeping a contact, really. So when I was a high school senior going into a college freshman, I wrote a letter to five of my favorite people at ESPN. I knew I wanted to get into this business. I wanted some some feedback, some uh, some advice. And Tim was one of those people that I wrote to. He was the first one to call me back. He called me while I was in my dorm room at Summit Hall, and we had a really good conversation then. I've still got those notes somewhere that I took down from that phone call, and I've just kept his contact ever since. Very cool. Very cool. So kind of a full circle moment. Really? As you said, a big get for Golden Blue Nation. You know, one of my favorite recruiting terms, maybe my favorite recruiting term, period, is when people say, big get. You know, somebody signed, somebody committed to a big get, big get. That's just my favorite thing. I'm just going to start saying that now. Like, I brought in some donuts this morning. Huge. Get for Golden yeah, Blue Nation. Huge. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, serious talk though. A lot of great stuff there in that interview and the comps of Manoa to X, Y, and Z. I mean, like, we already know that you mentioned the Clemens record that he broke with the Blue Jays uh, a couple of weeks ago. But, but wow, like, he really is pitching at a great clip right now in the big. He really is. I mean, the first name, or one of the first names that Tim mentioned, Clayton Kershaw. There's really no one better over the last 20 years than Clayton Kershaw out on the mound. Uh, we, we mentioned Dwight Gooden, Tim Hudson, who's a, you know maybe less of a known name, but just as good over the first portion of his career. A lot of good comparisons, and, and, and as Tim said there towards the end, if he can just stay right, stay healthy, stay on the, the straight and narrow, I guess, so to speak, he should be in line for a great career. Deck, of course, is our baseball guy here at Golden Blue Nation and really has led our baseball coverage since he joined our team back last fall. But Deck, I think he had a story a couple of weeks ago about Manoa's case to be an Mm all-star. You think he's got that in the bag? 
I think so. And it was funny. So Manoa was on a different podcast, uh, I guess it was last week, and it, that, that came out earlier this week. And he didn't want to acknowledge the fact that he's going to be an all-star uh, because you, you never know what can happen, I guess, at this point, yep. which is fair. That's kind of one of the things he said. But yeah, he's an all-star. I mean, if the all-star break is today, if it's next week, if it's three months from now, Alec Manoa is an all-star. He'll be just the second ever WVU player to be an all-star only following John Means who did it in 2019. Yeah, pretty incredible stuff. All right, last one, putting you on the spot. Is Manoa a Cy Young winner? Doesn't have to be this year. Well, give, give me that. Go ahead, give me that. Is he winning it this year? Because probably he's winning it at some point in his career. I don't want to make a generalization sure. there, but like the dude is a rock star yeah. and it just seems like it's bound to happen at some point. So am I on the right track there? 100%. I think the race this year is so tight and Tim and I talked about this and he didn't even mention a couple of these Yankees hurlers that are having fantastic seasons uh, in, in the American League East as well. But I think at some point Alec Manoa does win a Cy Young. And I've been saying for a while now, I think at some point he might be our 20 game winner. We haven't had a 20-game winner in Major League Baseball or a consistent one in so long. Justin Verlander has been the closest thing we've had for a while now. I think Alec gets there. He pitches in a way that allows him to get wins, which is something that a lot of people don't do anymore. He pitches like that. Kind of an old-school guy. So I think we get a 20-game winning, winning season out of him at some point in his career. And to think just three, four years ago, we were in the same restaurant together eating Fuzzy's Tacos <laughs> in Oklahoma City on a day off at the Big 12 tournament. Heck of a story there. Now, Alec that's Manoa a huge is. get. Yeah, 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 that's a huge get. <laughs> Deck, thanks, man. This was awesome. Yeah, it really was. I mean, honored, like I said. And way to go. Big get big get on your yeah. part, Deck. This has been the latest edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. If you want to read more about Alec Manoa, make sure you check out our website, goldenbluenation.com, and download the free Golden Blue Nation app, which is available on all Apple and Android smart devices for free. If you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe to it. Leave us a rating and a review on Apple, Spotify, Google, or Amazon Music. And one more thing, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because, yeah, while we'll continue to cover Alec Manoa throughout the summer, hopefully he will be an all-star and in the AL Cy Young conversation for a long time. There's something else that's on the horizon. 71 days, or is it 70 days now? Has the countdown ticked down to 71 days? I think we're at 71. Till the backyard brawl, yeah. baby. Can't wait for that deck. So once we're as we continue to get closer, right now our roster review series is ongoing at goldenbluenation.com to give you a look at the fi now finalized roster for WVU football. It is just about finalized, barring a few more incoming students who will enroll at WVU soon. So make sure you stick with that at goldenbluenation.com and on the free Golden Blue Nation app. For Ryan Decker, I'm Nick Farrell signing off on this edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast, brought to you as always by Print and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVU. Vlawfirm.com. We'll talk to you next time whenever we have our next big get. See ya.